God is truly moving through this Q&A Sunday. I think it's something we're going to do annually, so every year. Um, and you all sent in a lot of questions, a lot of great questions. Yes, so what we did good. was we put them all in a category. And whatever was a dominant theme, we compile the question or the question that was best worded. We use that question for that category. And so, yeah, um, yeah what we're going to do here is we're going to do some rapid fire to start out. And then I have four main questions um, in this experience. Yeah. Yes. So good. You ready, babe? I am ready yeah. to go. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it has been really cool just to get all the questions. Yep. And um, man, I'm telling you, mm -hmm. 1045, something <laughs> broke. Yes. Y'all. Something shifted. Oh, man. Oh so definitely make sure that you are watching it online and sharing it with your friends. Yeah. All right. So got some rapid fire. You ready? Yes. Let's go. All right. So I feel like I'm having visions of my future. How do I know which path God is guiding me towards? What is my true purpose? Yeah, I think to build it out, this, this individual said they, they have visions. I, I cleaned it up, but I also think they put dreams. Um, yeah. And, and so uh, this is a vast, uh, this is a big one. Yeah. I think uh, we need a series on this. Yeah. We probably do have one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I'm having visions of my future. So I think you said it best last night. We were kind of yeah. studying a little bit. Chopping it up. I think you should write it down. Yes. Um, visions you got to understand are when you are awake. So you may see something, you may be in worship, you could be at work. Right. Um, but the Holy Spirit gives you an impression about your future. Um, and this is why highlight exists. I had a vision. I right. didn't have a dream. I wasn't asleep. It was right. a vision. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'd encourage you to write it down. Um, when you write it down, you're creating a receipt that uh, a transaction has happened between mm. your faith. Yes. And so you extended your faith and your belief in that vision and God gave the vision. So there is a transaction. Yes. So you need to write it down because it's a receipt that a transaction between you and heaven was made. So it could be a vision about your family, a vision about your future, about mm -hmm. your finances, about God saving someone that you've been praying for. But you need to write it down because writing it down is also an act of faith. Yeah. And we only please God by faith. That's right. And so um, I would also say you had some thoughts on this one. Real yeah. Quick. So, uh, you know, Habakkuk 2 stands out. So this prophet was given an instruction by the Lord mm -hmm. and it, it pretty much says, like, write the vision, make it plain, right? Write it on tablets so that a runner can run with it. Yes. Though it seems slow in coming. The Lord pretty much said, don't worry about it. it. It's going to it's going to be fulfilled. And mm -hmm. so the same God that spoke to Habakkuk and was serious about the vision I'm about to show you, Habakkuk, is the same God that speaks to his children. Yes. And so you've got to write it down. I always tell people to date um, when it occurred. Um, if you had a dream, I tell people to date when that dream happened mm -hmm. and give it to the Holy Spirit. Um, but more importantly, we always ask this question, like, what is my purpose? And really, you got to go to scripture. You've got to be intaking the word of God daily. Yes. Um, but all of us have a Matthew 28 calling on our lives when you say yes to Jesus. And that is to make disciples. Yes. Right. And, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the yes. Holy Spirit and spreading the, the gospel to the other ends of the earth. So that's not just a pastoral calling or a pastoral purpose. Every that's every believer who has said yes to Jesus. So first and foremost, that's your, your purpose. purpose. And good. then everything mm -hmm. falls 
under that. So whatever you do, you do it unto the glory of God is what Colossians 3.20, right? You, you work as if you're working unto the Lord, not for man. Everything. So you do it unto the glory of God. Um, and in that, as you continue to walk with him, what I have noticed is that purpose begins to get a little bit more defined yes. the older that you get. Mm -hmm. So in our 20s, we're such in a rush to get this question answered. Strap in your seatbelts because it won't be answered right now. Yeah. All you're going to get is like a blueprint, right? So read your word. Here are the instructions. Be obedient. Um, make disciples. So you've got like this blueprint, but all of the fine details, God doesn't begin to unwrap that stuff until you get older and wiser yes. and you're obedient and yes. you've said yes to the little things and he can, and he can trust you in the little to yes. be able to give you the bigger things. So it, it's, it's all of, it's, it's kind of growing in your waiting is what I like to think about yeah. it. It's growing while you're waiting for that vision to come to pass or what you believe God is doing. And you also always, always want to consult spiritual uh, leadership. Mm -hmm. um, ask them, you know, what do you believe? What do you feel? What are you discerning? This is what God showed me. And, you know, they should remain biblical and they should be able to point you or guide you in that. Yes. So I hope that helps. That's great. Um, yeah. But that's a, it was a good rapid fire. Here's yeah. another one. Mm -hmm. How does a person share the good news without mentioning God's name or scripture to others? Um, this is an oxymoron, um, meaning that's the essence of the good news. Yeah. Um, you got to talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what I'll, what I'll encourage you with is, don't rob people of the opportunity to be saved. Uh, it may feel funny or weird to you. Wow. But if you would be bold it's and powerful. open your mouth, it's exactly what they needed. And the Bible says um, that you're either sowing a seed or watering it. But God brings the life change. Right. So I think a lot of reasons why we don't share the gospel or you know, this great, the best news in the world. Jesus died for you. God loves you. And mm -hmm. if you put your faith in him, you're going to heaven when you die. It's the best news out there. I think a lot of reasons why we get afraid is because we're afraid of someone's response. Yeah. That they're going to argue or they're going to reject us or they're going to think we're super weird. Right. But really what the Bible says is you're planting a seed. Right. Yes. And they may act like they don't hear you, but they do. Yeah. Or you're watering it. So if someone shared the gospel with them and you come along it's mm -hmm. like, wow, I really need to begin to pay attention to God, right? Because I want to go to heaven one day. Right, right, right. So, um, but mm -hmm. I'll give you some uh, practical handles. It's how you live. Yes. Before you can really speak to people, you got to yes. live a certain way. Absolutely. People are going to watch you more than they listen to what you say. So like Pastor Carl just said, how are you at work? How yeah. is your attitude? Because I know you go to church. Yeah. Right. Uh, you uh, saw the card. You invited me one time. You forgot you invited me a year ago. I didn't forget. Uh, right. I didn't forget. <laughs> but I know you're a Christian. But the way you just treated that customer, I don't know if I want anything to do with Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. so it's how you live. It's how you talk to people. Yeah. Um, Paul said, um, let us be an example in how we right. speak, yes. how we conduct ourselves, yes. love, faith and purity. Correct. Um, what so you post on social, what you post on social, all that all stuff is sharing the all gospel, the good news about Jesus. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that third one? All right. How come a lot of churches, this okay, this is a good one across America really talk about the topic of pornography or have programs to help people deal with this issue. I feel like pornography is a real and serious problem in our society that is rarely talked about, especially to the younger generation. Yeah, I mm -hmm. agree. Well, whoever uh, put this question out, thank you so much. Yes. Um, you got our wheels spinning, and um, it's it's a great question. Um, 
because we need platforms and resources to help people walk through this struggle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just be real with you. The reason you may not hear about it in a lot of churches oh, is yeah. because over 60% of lead pastors struggle with porn. Wow. Um, so it's kind of hard for us to talk or teach about something that we ourselves are struggling with. Yep. So, um, so pray, number one, for your spiritual leadership, mm -hmm. right? And then as the spiritual leadership gets free, you'll begin to hear it taught healthily from the pulpit from the word of God. And then it will inspire and encourage more people to seek freedom in this area. Yeah. There, um, there is software out there um, that you can upload, download, and assign people to mm -hmm. your devices, mm -hmm. um, people that you wouldn't otherwise want to know. Right. Um, so if you're married, your spouse, mm -hmm. um, the men or women in your life that are holding you accountable, if you right. have that in your life, and if they get that report at the end of the week and they're like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's going to cause you to have to have the conversation. And um, but it's, it's going to help to, you know, you and your journey to freedom. Yes. Um, God can deliver you from anything. Um, but there are some things that just takes time. And there's a journey. Yeah. My encouragement to you is don't accept the self-condemnation. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the goal, the, the, the idea is this. If you desire freedom, God is pleased. Yes. Even though you're struggling. The concern is when you don't desire to be free. Right. And you're loving mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to, you know, stay in dysfunction. Right. That's a whole nother story. Right. right. So if you desire freedom, you can get, get some help. Yeah, and but we thank gonna, you. We're going to lean into this as well. Yes, as we thank you for this mm -hmm. question because, you know, but I, what I will say is um, you've got to be vulnerable and, and have someone hold you accountable. So you've yeah. got to bring it to spiritual leadership or someone who's a little bit further in the faith and say, this is what I'm struggling with, yeah. and I need you to walk alongside me and hold me accountable. We don't do enough of that. Um, mm -hmm. So this is definitely one area that should not be swept under the rug. It yeah. needs to be brought to the surface, especially, mm -hmm. you know, my single men and women married, like yes. it has to, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I remember when we first met, you know, you just said, this is something I'm currently walking through to forever break free from yes. and I'm on triple X watch or something and I have my best friend and I want to add you. Will you walk alongside with me? So he shared that with me probably the first six months of us growing in our friendship. And I was like, sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we prayed and it broke, mm -hmm. like it broke mm -hmm. and it, it didn't come into our marriage because often it does and it mm -hmm. gets all mucky and just not so good. So mm -hmm. you've got to be open with the people That's that God has placed around you. Yeah. And too often we don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's to our like downfall. We have to be open and vulnerable mm -hmm. with those um, that God has placed yeah. in your circle. Well, back, back to scripture because it is Q&A Sunday and everything we're going to talk about is going to be out of the Bible. Yes. So in the book of James, it says, go to God for forgiveness. He's going to forgive you. But if you want to be healing, go, if you want to be healed, go to the church. Yes. So forgiveness, that's easy, right? You got to yeah. be forgiven. But if you want to move forward, you got to go to people. Yes. And God does that to humble us right. and to make us open up and become vulnerable. And so um, it's just one of my favorite pastors uh, last night, I was listening to one of his sermons on repentance. The word means to, to change your mind about mm -hmm. That, that dysfunction in your life. And when you change your mind, God can begin to change your heart. That's when your life starts to change. Right. Is when it's a heart thing, but you got to change your mind first about mm -hmm. it. And so he was saying, even in his young pastoral days, he was struggling with a lot of different things. And so he said, God asked him, are you ready to be free? 
He said, yeah, what, what you think? You know, like, yeah, I'm ready to be free. God said, okay, write, write down a list of everything that you're struggling with mm-hmm. that no one knows about. And um, he said, okay. He said, I thought God was going to have me burn it, right? And then <laughs> I wouldn't struggle with it anymore. Throw it in the fire. He said, no. He said, now go and tell your pastor. And he, he said, I was sorry. He said, God, you're the worst idea, <laughs> you know, guy in the world. And he went and told his pastor. He said, great. How does that feel? He said, I feel good. He said, God said, okay, now go and tell your wife. He's like, God. So he told her he found grace there. Mm-hmm. But between those different parties of people that he was afraid to share with, but they would love him the most, yes. he was able to overcome all of his, you yes. know, all of his secret yes. struggles. Yeah, that's so, so good. Um, you got to open up to people. That's what yeah. we're here for. Daddy wasn't there, but he gave you pastors. And Come so, on now. Come um, on now. I just want to say daddy wasn't there, but daddy's here. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm a dad. Y'all ain't here. Y'all ain't together. So See, good. And, that, and that's the thing. I don't be knowing what y'all be going through. So <laughs> you got to share. You got to share. You know, anyway. So this is what we're going to do today. Biblical. Y'all ready? So today, every, every answer is going to come from scripture. Yeah. This is what biblical means. Let's take notes. What God thinks and has spoken on the matter. Mm-hmm. What God thinks and has spoken on the matter. Not me, not Pastor Kyra, but this is of the Lord. That's right. And uh, I've been teasing my kids about this all week, <laughs> sharing scripture. And I say, don't get mad at me. That's yeah, <laughs> it's right. good. So, you know, let's make sure we're taking notes. Yes. It's going to be a lot of great information. Mm-hmm. Like we said, you want to go back to the other experiences, too, because like we hit on, you know, the topics of homosexuality and abortion and just these big things that a lot of people are talking about. So you want to go back to those. But I got a question for you here. That's great. Thoughts on the separation of church and state. Should the doctrines to the church influence the matter um, and govern- governing policies of the state occupied by a diverse population? Thank you, whoever submitted this question. Yes. Um, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Someone say yes. 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 If we want to be blessed, someone say yes. Someone say yes. Yes. All right. So now just to clarify the separation of church and state, um, it was instituted um, to protect the church from being controlled by the state or by the government. It's instituted to protect the church from being controlled by the government. Um, and then number two, though, it protects the state from forced indoctrination of religion. So essentially, if people don't want to convert or don't want to come to your church or your your you know, the mosque or synagogue, they don't have to, right? So in America, it protects both parties, right? But it is important for the church and the state to have healthy relationships. Yes. Um, Jesus actually wants us to conquer and take cities. Mm-hmm. This is why I highlight we have a 2020 vision, right? 20 locations in 20 years. God has called us to take ground, so as a matter of fact, a whole lot of things are about to change at this location in the next year. Some of y'all won't like it, right? Because it entails us going to our next location. Pastor Kyra and I won't necessarily be physical. So that's a part of the vision. And you're going to have to get used to seeing us preach on a screen and having a location pastor. Why are you moving on, pastor? Because Jesus has called us to take cities. Now, one of the ways that you take cities is through partnering with local government. And this is why in our outreach platform, we, we are partnered with um, this city. We're partnered with um, 
uh, Police Department. We're partnered with um, Shepherd Pratt, who is the largest outreach organization in mm -hmm. Montgomery County. We're partnering with the city so that people's lives would be transformed and impacted. And we want them to have a chance to hear about Jesus, yes. even if they never step in our church. It's all about seeing them in heaven one day, Amen. right? So we want to have a good relationship with state. It's good. Um, we want to partner to make a difference because there are spiritual solutions that people need. They're looking for a government help or handout, but there are spiritual solutions to these deeply rooted problems. And then there are resources that spiritual things can't necessarily solve in the moment. So the church and the state need each other. It says this here from God's word, Psalm 33, verse 12. Here it is. It says, what joy, someone say joy, joy for the nation whose God is the Lord. Mm. What joy for the nation whose God is Jesus. How about it? Right. Whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. Now, this is talking about Israel, but the principle still applies. Yes. Same God, God is saying as a right. nation, right. if you make me your God, you will be blessed. Amen. If you make me God of your home, of your relationships, of your life, of your nation, that nation will be blessed. Mm -hmm. I was just having a great talk with someone who calls Highlight Home uh, last week. And this individual says that the greatest two documents in America are the Bible and the Constitution. Hmm. And the Constitution was highly influenced by Scripture. Yes. No other document influence the constitution like the bible preachers teachers of the word of god ezra's back in that day when when america was being founded they were highly influencing yes. the constitution and law and i get it america has had its ups and downs especially as a black man as a man of color as a woman of color mm -hmm. but at the end of the day there's no country in the world like america y'all don't want to clap about that but it is the truth right it's so true you can't go anywhere in the world Right. And so um, we want our policies to be influenced by kingdom values. Right. It's the best bet for nations of the world yes. until Jesus comes back. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on. No, that's so good. I know state? we just started diving into John Adams. Yes. We're watching <laughs> the series Adams. Yes. Yeah. And, and just like they just started Congress. So, mm -hmm. you know, now they're debating and George Washington stands Shows up and up. he's going to send his army, you know, yes. but like all of the things that they're talking about, like they're bringing so much biblical yes. truths and principles mm -hmm. and the morale. And I'm just like, man, have we gotten so far removed? We're getting far. We are. Yeah. From the fact that we consulted, they prayed, yes. asking God to like bring unity so that they could bring the right papers and, and so we can fight for our freedoms mm. because they were being governed in such a way that kids were dying and yes. people were dying and their taxes were like crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, truly our nation what has been blessed because us saying yes to Jesus, to Jesus. first and yes. foremost. And, and so. Yeah. This country has really been built on the word of God. Yeah. A lot of mosaic principles exist in the Constitution. Oh, my gosh. Even yes. Moses said, welcome the foreigner. But there is also a process yeah. of welcoming the foreigner. We yeah. didn't just let people in. Yeah. There was a process of caring for them and making sure that they matriculated well yes. and correctly. So yes. we got to get back to this stuff. I think we're getting away from it. But mm -hmm. um, even it, the idea of bankruptcy, like all of that, comes yes, from comes from scripture. Scripture. What is it? Seven years that yes, it falls it's, off. It all comes from, it comes from the, the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know, and yep. uh, we just. 
That's I, that, I'm so glad we've been in fresh off the press because yes. I pray that it's grown your love for God's word mm-hmm. to begin to dive into it on your the own. The idea of adoption comes from scripture. Yes. Uh, the idea of nursing and a hospital system comes from scripture. the Bible. Mm-hmm. The idea of uh, public school comes from scripture. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of that comes from the Bible. Yes. And the enemy is playing with it, but we as a nation can continue to pray and Raise up as a standard and pray for an awakening. Right, right, right. So good. Paul even said when he was in prison, when Rome was not a Christian empire, he he said, um, he said, pray for the opportunity to preach the gospel. Right. There were no protections for Christians then. You would die or you would be arrested. But he said, pray for the opportunity. What was he saying? He was saying, pray for the policies to be centered on God's word. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, Jesus himself, if you think about yeah, it, right before going, the girl. cross, no, like this, yes, is good. this is good. Think, it's like Jesus himself mm-hmm. went to the head of where he was right. politically mm-hmm. and it wrecked that that governor yes. because he did not want to send Jesus to the cross. But there yes. was a moment that he had as a politician to look into the yes. eyes of the savior of the world and know in his heart, like, this man truly is from and God. I need to get behind this. And I right. And so, can mm. you imagine? We don't hear about this governor again, but I can only imagine what occurred in his heart and his family after Christ rose. After Christ rose, and the influence that he continued wow. in that realm or in that world in that setting mm. because of his interaction exactly. with Jesus. So exactly. Jesus didn't just interact with, you know tax collectors and right. I mean he he interacted even with the top head officials. He was changing culture. And it was all very yeah. precise for a reason. Yes. Yeah. So wow. Mm-hmm. All right. What's all right. the next one you got? Next one here. So how can you let me make sure I'm not going ahead of myself. How can you ensure your husband is being held accountable in his community? Mm. I don't believe my spouse is being open with the men in his life. Yeah. It's a great question. Um let, let's let's go to James five real quick. Mm-hmm. James five. That's Daniel. Okay. James five, and let's go to verses thirteen through sixteen. Someone say the word of God. The word of God. All right. Cool. All right. Here it is. Um, James, the brother of Christ, says this. He says this. Are any of you, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Here it is. Confess your sins to each other Hmm. and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Um, so, sister, your your heart is in the right place, brother. If you don't feel your wife is being accountable or encouraged in their faith community, your heart is in the right place. You want that for them, yeah? Um, because there's a healing and a wholeness that's available to that person. That's right. So. Um, one thing I love about my wife is in all of our years, she has never got between me and the church mm-hmm. because she understands that the church is the safest place for our marriage, right? Yes. If yes. I can't fix her, in which I can't, that's Mm-mm. an illusion. You can't fix your spouse. I can pray 
and ask God to help her find community. Right. So that she can hear from women, be encouraged and be held accountable. And that's how it's happened for almost nine years now. So you never want to get in the way of what God is trying to do through the church in their lives. Right. You want your marriage to be rooted in the house of God, yes, right? Yes. Because there's a healing and a wholeness and, and a freshness there. Now, I wanna encourage you, um, the first thing, if you're gonna write these things down, I wanna encourage you to speak with your spouse. Jesus said, um, if, if you're offended or if you have a situation, you need to go to the person. Yes, yes, speak yes. Speak to them about what, what's on your heart. Be honest about it. I feel like you're drifting. I feel like we're, we're compromising. I feel like we're, we're getting lazy. I feel like whatever. This is on my heart. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing, write this down. Understand their family history. It's big. There's a reason they're not opening up to women or men. Understand their relationship with their father right. or their mother. Right. Their siblings. Yep. Um, we were in a, in a room full of men. I had men development uh, a few weeks ago. And out of, I think it was about 15 or 16 men in the room, I said, how many of you had a healthy relationship with your father? And out of the 16 or 17 that raised their hand, only three. It's crazy. But that gave me context of our church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what God is doing, highlight is a lot of you all are pioneering in your faith. Yes. And that's why you're going through what you're going through. Yes. Because yes. we're building this thing together. Yes. Part of our strength is gathering, right. right? And opening up to each other. Because right. guess what? This is what, um, it was Robert Morris. This is what Morris said. He said um, when, he, when he admitted what he was going through with his pastor, his pastor said, um, I love your list. He said, why? He said, because everything on your list I've struggled with in my life. And he said, having pastored this church for 20 years, 90% of the people that come through our door struggle with the same things. So when, when you come to Christ, it's not about hiding. No, no. It's about, hey, me too. Yes. And that's like, good. it's okay. Come, can we, we yes. can celebrate this? Like, it's okay to not be okay. We all want to grow. Yeah. Right? But understand their history. That's why they're not opening up to women yeah. and men. Because they always made their own decisions. Yes. Because mom and dad never provided a safe place. So right. now when they encounter health... They don't know what to do with right. it. Right. That's like, so good. I, this is too good to be true. I can't trust it. But God planted you at this church to heal. So good. Okay? Now, the next thing is encourage them to build with others. Encourage them. You got to build. I can't hold that weight. I'm a woman. You need <laughs> men. That's so good. I'm a man. You need women. You definitely need women. Right? Yeah. I, I can't hold that weight, baby girl. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go share it with a woman. That's right. I'll be praying. <laughs> right. They have but, no idea. But as a man, it's 1230, I'm loose. <laughs> but as a man who was raised by women, hmm. it's very comfortable for me to go to a woman, go to women and say, that's what I'm struggling with. Because I'm going to find that feeling. But they can't give me the healing. I got to go to men. I got to go to men. Yes. Men. And then, uh, sis, bro, reach out to, if they're a part of it, their light group leader, yes. you do the reaching out. They, they won't hurt you. They won't jump on you. Reach out to their light group leader. 
reach out to their team leader and their location pastor and let them know, hey, this is what's going on. Um, can you reach out to him? Can you lean into him? Can you love on him? Can you go out to coffee with him? Right. Um, those are just some practical yeah. things. <laughs> That's so good. You know, this this little thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It started with millennials. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's be real. And we all got on AOL and dial up. <laughs> Don't take me back. Hello, millennials. <laughs> right. Yeah. Baby boomers, like they're forced, yeah. still forced. <laughs> but we slowly began to undo the very nature of relationship yes. building. Yeah. Right. And that means face to face having conversation. And we've taken it to devices yes. and text messages. And mm-hmm. now you can just do double tap, thumbs up. Yeah. Right? We took it to uh. emails. We took it to back and forth on AOL. And there was no face to face engagement. Imagine that. And you don't have parents in the home who are going to sit with you at dinner time yeah. and have a healthy conversation around the table about what God says wow. about what you're going through. Man. Couple those two things. Slayers. We're in a big deficit, y'all. Slayers. But now you're held accountable to what the word says. Yeah. And it says to bring your sicknesses, right, yeah. to the church, to your brothers and sisters. And so we can't think of sick and think of just something in the body. Mm. It's anything that is not healthy or in line with the way God made you, yeah. right? So yeah. if it, for my girls, if it's your menstrual period, you yeah. know, like if it's your mind, if it's your, the way that you're processing life, all of that can yeah. be unhealthy. Yeah. Mm. And if so, you've got to share it with one another. Yes. There is something in that sharing that gets the enemy out of yes. the details. Yes. Okay. Eve, had she shared with Adam that the enemy, that the serpent was lingering, we would not have had the first fall. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But she didn't share. She took matters into her own hands. And too often, because we do have that in us, Mm. we take it into our own hands. We don't consult. We don't ask. We don't say, hey, what do you think? It doesn't mean that you're less of a person because you can't make a decision. Mm. You're just involving someone who has God, right, as their head to help you go through this decision-making mm. process. Mm. So here at Highlight, there should be no reason that you're walking life alone. Yeah. None. Mm. We've created the environments for you to plug into, whether you like them or not, get into a light group, mm. serve as a superhero, right? You're, you've been... Ooh. We've created those environments so that you can flourish and you can go to your leaders. Um, But we cocoon. We cocoon and it's not good. So you have to go up. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell my girls, like, I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're dealing with. The Mm -hmm. Lord doesn't, like, tell me in dreams and vision about every woman in this house. That's That's impossible. Mm -hmm. You have to go up. You have to share your burdens so that you can bypass the season that you're currently under in, like, super speed. So instead of it taking, you know, I don't know, 10 months to get through, maybe it's only going to take 10 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So don't hold back from sharing what God is calling you to share mm-hmm. with other individuals. That's yeah, solid. that's great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Um, ooh, karma? let's see. What is karma? I feel like the disease that has stricken my body is a result of sin sowed in my past. Yeah. Yeah. This, I think this is a huge one for Christians. Um, I think that the devil works overtime and, 
uh, haunting a lot of you, a lot of us with, it's because you did that, that you're going through this. I've heard this come up a lot, which is crazy mm-hmm. in the past couple weeks. Um, so what is karma? Well, um, we misdefine karma a lot. And karma is nothing to do with Christianity. Karma is rooted in Hinduism. So karma is the belief that what you do in this life dictates who or what you are becoming the next life. So that's not even biblical, right? Um, what's biblical is, is that um, you accept Christ or you don't. You die and you go to heaven or you die and you go to hell. That... Th- there's no next, I'm going to be a tree, I'm going to be a car tire, I'm going to be a roach, I'm going to be elephant. an elephant. That's not, that's not biblical, right? And so I think, though, when we say karma is the short-term result of something we've done, it still doesn't apply. So I right. just want to clarify that. Don't now, use the word. The Bible does say this because the person who issued this question said, I thought when we repented and came to Christ, we were forgiven. So this is the context of the question. Um, then they said, what is karma? Because I have this disease, quote unquote. Now the Bible does say this though, Galatians six, um, seven through eight in the NIV. Here's the word of God. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, that's our sinful nature, right? From the flesh will reap destruction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that can be, if I do something in sin, five minutes later, I can reap it. I can reap it a week later. I can reap it a year later, 10 years, 20, 50. I can reap it at some point if I did it in sin, right? That's what it's saying. It's saying you won't get away from it, right? Whoever sows to please the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, that's right. from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Um, which has to do with peace and joy and all that good stuff, okay? So, so here's the deal. Y'all okay? Yes, all right, so when you are a believer, let me help us out. We are forgiven, past, present, and all future sins, mm-hmm. okay? You're forgiven. The blood of Christ washes your sin That's as right. white as snow. That's right. You're forgiven. You're loved. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's right. However, there are consequences for our actions, correct, whether good or bad, right? So violating God's principles will always bring consequences, whether you're a Christian or not. The blood of Christ doesn't always cover the consequence. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does. And when it does, that's what you call mercy, right? Mercy is when you don't get what you should have gotten. That's the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. All right. But anytime you violate a rule, you're in danger of the consequence. Right. That's just common sense. Right, that right, 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 right. That ain't Bible. So here it is. Um, my, my kid, don't touch the stove. It's hot. La, la, la. Ah! I forgive you, but we still got to treat the burn. Right. Yeah. You're forgiven. But. You've been wounded, right? So in terms of disease, though, um, disease can be a result of anything, guys. Uh, Genetics, poor diet, Mm -hmm. poor exercise, stress. But it's not always God striking you with a disease. It's the fact that we live in a broken world and we all get sick, Yes. right? 
So, um, but what I do know is that God uses illness to draw us to him and to draw us back to the house of God so that we can get prayer and the support that we need. So I don't want you to think God doesn't love you because prior to being a Christian, you did something. Now you are a Christian. And the very thing that you did before you were a Christian now is seeming to come back into your life. The consequence was always going to happen. It was just a matter of when. But God is with you. And he's given you community so and good. wisdom yes. and the grace yes. to get through the period of consequence. Yes. Now that you know, you're going to make wiser decisions Correct. about that same thing moving right. forward. Right. You get what I'm saying? We got to be balanced. Can we celebrate that? Yeah. We got to be balanced. We got to be balanced. Good. Right. So I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. But if I go out and cheat on my wife. It will, Jesus said, everything you do in secret will be screamed at the, at the rooftop. He said it. So that means it's going to happen because he does not lie and he can't lie. He's God. So I need, I need to look at that and say, mm. well, let me think about that. Because if I do that, I'm going to have to sit down with my kids. I'm going to have to sit down with my wife. I'm going to have to tell my mom and my dad. I'm going to have to stand up before the church and tell you all what I did. Mm-hmm. Consequences. Versus making the right decision now because I live according to the spirit. Right. Not according to my sinful nature. Correct. And I can now reap the joy of being faithful to one woman. Watering my own garden. Right. So good. Yeah. So good. good? It's powerful. Cool. All right. right, Here. here, This is a good one, too. What is the role of an earthly shepherd? How can we, the flock, nurture this relationship? Whoever you are, thank you. This is such a good question. I feel like you had us in mind. <laughs> it's such a, such good, a question. good question. Yeah. Um, what is the role of an earthly shepherd? How can we, the flock, and this is such a mature question. How can the church nurture their relationship with their pastors? Right? I once, we, we, we had a situation not too long ago. And someone on staff told me about it. And I, um, I told the staff member, I said, I think this is the result of when the flock sees us as preachers, your preachers and not your pastors. Because mm. when we're your preachers, you guys love being taught and talked to and inspired and challenged. But when we're your pastors... You trust us. Yeah, yeah. There's relationship. Yeah. You mm-hmm. stop and you say hello and you shake a hand. You don't just want us to pray for you, but you stop and you, hey, let me pray for you, Pastor. Trevor is notorious for this. Mm-hmm. You're nurturing that relationship with your pastors because we're humans too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, but what is our role? And then we'll, we'll round it off. Okay, First Peter 5, 1 through 4. That's good. All right, we're going to go to the Word of God. First Peter 5. One through four says this. It says, and now a word to you. This is Peter. Jesus is one of Jesus' top guys who are elders. That that term there is interchangeable with pastors, deacons, leaders. Right. In the churches, I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. Right. As a fellow elder, here it is, I appeal to you. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly and not grudgingly. Right. Not for what you can get out of it, but because you're eager to serve God. Mm-hmm. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. He's talking yeah. to pastors and he says this. And when the great shepherd, Jesus Christ, appears, 
you will receive a crown of never-ending glory yeah. and honor. Hmm. And so what is the role of earthly shepherds? Number one, we're called to care for you. Mm-hmm. We're called to care well for you. We're called to have a passion for people. Mm-hmm. Whether you're on fire for the Lord, you're reading your Bible, you're praying every day, you're the ideal Christian, or whether you're rock bottom. Yeah. We, we have to have a passion for where you are. We have to be nimble and sensitive to every need because someone may walk by and like, I had the best week ever, Pastor. Woo! great message someone to come by next and be like oh my life isn't uh, we have to have a passion for people no matter where you are Mm -hmm. we have to live and lead by example that's the role of an earthly shepherd you ought to be able to look at your pastor's life and say man i want that Mm -hmm. i don't want to be a pastor but i want i want (laughs) something about there there's something whether you're here at highlight or not I, i want that peace i want that knowledge of the scripture Right, man, how did they go about that, right? Mm-hmm. So Peter said it. Also, here we create environments, if you're taking notes, yes. as pastors. Yes. Pastors create environments for you to build relationships, for you to grow in your faith. Yes. For you to find freedom. It is our job to create environments for you to use your gifts to impact the kingdom of God. Right. So here I highlight it's light groups and super steps, highlight leadership, flourishing mentorship. Those are environments that through God we've created for you to grow, for your marriages to grow. Yeah. We have, what is it called? Simbis. Mm-hmm. Save your marriage before it starts or Simbis plus. Save your marriage after you've uh, said I do, right? But we have a Simbis group for marriages to heal. We've created these environments because we can't be everywhere. Mm-mm. So shepherds lead their sheep to pastures, green pastures, so that you can eat and rest and find strength. As pastors, we lead you into environments. Right. Right. All right. And so, so who good. is the flock as we finish this off? Um, go ahead and define the flock. I think I have a definition. Um, the flock is your church home mm-hmm. is the flock that you are a part of. Your church home, wherever your church home is, you are the flock. Okay. Right. And so how do you nurture your relationship with us? You ready? Y'all okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Good. Right. Nope. Uh, okay, good. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> All right. All right. Hebrews 3, 7, 13, 17 says yeah. this. This is how you nurture your relationship with us. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives. Here's one way. Follow the example of their faith. Yes. Someone say word of God. Word of God. Hey, this is what God is telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls. They are accountable to God. Mm. Give them reason to do this with joy, not with sorrow. Yeah. That would certainly not benefit you. It wouldn't be for your benefit. So he's saying, obey. Mm-hmm. They need you somewhere, get there. If they ask you to come to church, get to church. If they ask you to get in a group, get in a group. Mm-hmm. Because if not, we're going to get a phone call. Right? And we could have otherwise been moving forward. Right? If, if they say, hey, this is something that God is telling you to, you got you to gotta change this and give this to God. Don't hold on to it for another year. It's yeah. God through your pastor speaking to you, yeah. right? 
And it's you believing that by faith, right? Yeah. Obey him. Um, it says this here, um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Give weight to them, right? They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Mm -hmm. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Don't be having church drama. That's so good. That gets to your pastors. Mm -hmm. Someone say word of God. Word of God. This is what God says. This is how you nurture your relationship That's with right. us. That's right. All right. So a, a few things. Um, honor your pastors. Mm -hmm. You don't have to write these down. I'm, I just got a list here. Follow their example. Apply their wisdom. Um, we're in a season. I'm going to be transparent with this. We're in a season right now where... A lot of our top leaders in this church mm -hmm. are not coming to us first. Mm -hmm. That's not honoring your pastors. You're making too many isolated decisions mm. without the spiritual oversight that God has given you. We're, we're here to take blows that you're not supposed to take. Mm. We're here to give you wisdom. So that you can say, okay, I heard it. Now let me do it. That's so versus good. having to go through it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Apply their wisdom. Take joy in when your pastors tell you no. That is not a good idea. Yeah. And we pray and you leave the church. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> no. Honor them. Pray for your pastors. Support their families. If you can afford to and if you have a job, tithe. Yeah. It strengthens the church. We pay staff to fully focus on your needs. Tithe, because it helps us to live so that we can focus on the people. Have honest conversations with your pastors. Have feedback talks. If we've offended you, lay it out. You said this, it hurt. You did this, it hurt. Have real talks with your pastors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And engage the spiritual environments for growth. Yeah, so good. Um, whatever those environments are, whatever your next step. Yeah. Any thoughts on any of this? Then I'm going to read a great verse to wrap it up. Okay? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just overall, it's, it is important to be a part of a church body. And, I mean, Scripture rings of this, right? And then we also understand that um, it's important for you to feel as though you can trust those that yes. are in leadership. So, mm -hmm. again, you want to look at fruit, like check the fruit of the people's lives and, you know, ask questions and kind of take notice. And um, we are called by God first and we're going to continue to move forward regardless of what hits our family or what they say or don't say or it doesn't matter because God calls us to him first mm -hmm. and it's really understanding that um, we love the body of Christ like yeah. we love the body of Christ mm -hmm. he died for all of you yes and um, this ca calling is a heavy calling it, it, it really is but yeah. it's a special one and so their sacrifices, you know, Pastor and I were, were just speaking like we've kind of put our family planning on hold to push the church forward mm -hmm. because that's what comes first. It's what God has called us to. Yes. And I love the body of Christ. Yes. We love the, the body mm -hmm. of Christ. And so we never want to keep 
taking a dagger and stabbing the very body of Christ. So we have to have that responsibility, even as the flock, to say, I'm going to build the body of Christ. I'm not going to hurt the body of Christ, right? I'm going to take part in the body of Christ. I'm not going to be... a burden to the body of Christ. So we all play a part in what God has called us to and instructed us with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just continuing to honor one another and honor the Lord and what he has called you to and Mm -hmm. called our church to. And and if you don't call Highlight your home, you've got to find a home church and sit under under those pastors, Mm -hmm. figure out if you can trust them and then trust them. Yes. and because here's the thing, what you're doing is you're activating your life into a biblical blessing. And whether those pastors go cry or mess up, it doesn't matter because the act you've activated that blessing of honoring leadership into your life so God can move. Mm. So don't worry about the man or the woman. You worry about what wow. the instructions of w- the word said and yes. you honor that yes. principle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, so just, you know, we're going to do our part. You do yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's an honor. And this has just been a great series. Yeah. And, again, we pray that you even go back to the 9 and the 1045 to listen mm-hmm. in. And uh, we love you all. But this yeah. is really good. Yeah, we love you all. Let me read this word. Um, Psalm 92, 12 through 15. Good people, says this here, good people will prosper like palm trees and they will grow strong like cedars of Lebanon. Um, they will take root. That's That's you. In your house, Lord God. That's the church. And they will do well. Here's the promise. They will be like trees that say healthy and fruitful, even when they are old. And they will say about you Mm -hmm. at the end of your life, when you get yourself rooted in the church, the Lord always does right. God is our mighty rock. So good.